You know, I was going to buy some headphones for a pound today from Pound. Pound with. Where? Why has he disappeared down a hole? I have to go and find some. All right. Okay. okay. I imagine this will be the cold open. <laughs> Absolutely. This is cold open gold. Here we are. <laughs> really you know, we started, we've got the first five minutes out of the yep. way. We're just about to start on the matches, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then this. You know, <laughs> from, from the guy who always says, can we get on with it? <laughs> It's like, you know, well, there we were, we were belting along, yeah. and he's got to go and find some headphones. Welcome to the Conquistadors! Tonight on the Conquistadors, teams of three strive to survive in Survivor Series 1991. And maybe another show as well. First member of the Conquistable team tonight, Bushwhacker Cameron Phillips, Bushwhacker Ewan Taylor, and their team captain, Hot Sauce, Geordie Arlen Milburn. Only tonight on the Conquistable. Yeah, we'll probably just crack on as quickly as we yeah. can. So, uh, we are doing two shows, which is unusual for this program. Well, it wasn't really a, a plan, because I know it was me that picked this, the, the initial show yeah. anyway, Survivor Series 91. Um, purely because I think I fancy doing a Survivor Series. I was blissfully unaware at the time oh, that oh. this is the third show in a row from the Joe Lewis Arena that we covered <laughs> yes. in Detroit. But it had a kind of nice poetry to it that that's <laughs> what we've got. We, we are Joe Lewis Arena, but stands and that will never change. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's Al picking next. I'm hoping he's got somewhere that isn't Detroit at least. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll, we'll work it out <laughs> we'll at the end of the show. We've, we've done so. Uh, and we, we've done SummerSlam '93, I think, haven't we? I believe we have. Uh, I, I believe think we that's have, in Detroit. Yes. I could be wrong. I think that's in Detroit. <laughs> I think that might have been actually. It might have been as well. Yeah. yeah. But we'll we'll find it at the end of the show. But for this month, we are doing Survivor Series 1991 and its follow-on this Tuesday in Texas. Yes, because originally it was only going to be Survivor Series 91, but I didn't realize, having never seen that pay-per-view, how much it is essentially an advert for another show which takes place six days later. Yeah. So, therefore, it just felt like a bit weird to do this on its own so we might as well do tuesday in texas as well so hey you get bonus content exactly and i don't know if this was just me but did did anyone feel that this show didn't really feel like a regular pay-per-view it does have elements it, it kind of suffers a bit from that survivor series thing of the, some of the sort of team matches don't amount to a lot well not, not even that it's just more sort of the way it was presented because in the early 90s they were still very big on the whole sports end of the sports entertainment spectrum so when you got to your pay-per-views it was much less about building a scene it's more sort of you've already put down your money you know you're watching we don't need to run through it again you know whereas Mm -hmm. as we'll get to there are moments where i don't know if they just didn't have any ideas or they just had a lot of dead air and they thought we'll fill it in with something but to me this just at points this just felt like 
an episode of Raw that was just taking place on a Wednesday night? Mm, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I can see what you mean. It, it, there's, a, there's a bit of kind of like... Well, we're kind of in this little period of time, I think, bar WrestleMania, the WF kind of... There's always been a sort of rough and ready element to the shows. Yep. There's not quite reached that level of pizzazz yeah, yet. Yeah, we're, we're still in the, the pre sort of mania four, five, where they really yeah. kind of got like confident and ready to go. Yeah, I so say, well, this is what this is post WrestleMania seven, yep. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, we're, well, we're a couple of months away from Rumble ninety two, which is like my first pay per view, and then WrestleMania eight, which looks huge, but <laughs> was apparently disappointing sales wise. Yeah. We should mention before we start, though, that um, sadly uh, Phil is not with us this season. I was season. just going to leave it to the end and see if anyone remembers to pick it up because Phil Phil's chosen cheesecake over us because he's a bastard and I really hope he keeps he this in. He, he has. But he's, he is, to be fair, making the cheesecake. I don't care. It's not as if he was presented I, with a cheesecake. He chose to create desserts rather than spend time with us and I, I'm personally hurt and not just because I'm not getting any of this cheesecake. True, we should probably be the sweetness that he needs. Absolutely. That sounds so <laughs> Should we move on quickly? <laughs> Let's move on quickly. So like, Let's go. Phil's not here. Basically. Yeah, Phil's not here. He'll be here next month, probably. It depends. But he will He will edit this, yes, he will. so he can probably add his own uh, <laughs> vive in at any point, should he wish. Yes. I probably won't know, to be fair. So anyway, so we are once again <laughs> at the Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. It is November 27th, 1991, Thanksgiving, and we open the show with a video package. I think we can politely put it as bedding in <laughs> on this show. I was just going to call filler, but bedding in sounds nicer. Bedding, yeah, I would think of it as a technical term. Bedding in will be... Uh, I'd kind of forgotten that this was right about the time with the Jake Roberts and Matchman Randy Savage feud where they had the now somewhat infamous snake spot. Yes. Um, I the one where it wouldn't fucking let go of them. <laughs> That was the one thing that actually... It still looks really bad. What? Not bad as in the quality oh, no, it looks no, no, terrible. No. It looks like, for, for like, realism, obviously because it is genuinely a snake chewing his yeah. arm off, but it looks like proper manky. Yeah, I mean, the, the, by all means, the snake was devenomized, but it wasn't defanged. It was, it was certainly having a norm on Mr. Savage's arm. And my, my main questions are... Why did it take anyone so long to come down and try and help Macho? It wasn't until Roddy Piper left the announce booth to go down that somebody thought, hey, maybe we should help. Because was it not like Jake Roberts has often said in interviews that he was he was like trying to get the snake away from him and off him, yes. but it just wouldn't let just... go. So he's he's there trying to like present himself as like gonna, you know, partly for the crowd going, Yeah, Macho, yes. yeah, this is what you're gonna get. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got... But in reality he's there going, Come on, yeah, come he's on, gone with the fuck off, the fuck come off. on, let go, you've got the they've got the point. Let go. Please let go. Let go, little bastard. And there's kids in the front row oh, crying. That's brilliant. And 
<laughs> it's like you, you would not do this now. Oh, hell no, absolutely not. I mean, there's not a chance in hell you would get away with this. The closest now. thing they've done of late was probably the eye for an eye match, and that didn't exactly go very well. <laughs> no, a match which I, I am lucky I've still not uh, seen. To I've only seen the end of it, and really it's, it's something to behold, yeah. not in a good way. So, we cut from that after match has been saved to everyone's favorite person, Jack Tunney. Therefore, Effective immediately, the King Cobra and all reptiles are barred from ringside. Jack Tunney is basically reacting to what happened. He's got a few points. Number one, that obviously, because of what happened, there's going to be some repercussions for everyone involved. And because of Randy's injuries, he cannot clear him for Survivor Series. However, Macho Man is now reinstated back into the WWF. And as a result of what happened... Jake Roberts is now no longer going to be taking part in the Survivor Series match he was going to be taking part in. And instead, he's going to get pulled out because these two men are going to fight at this Tuesday in Texas. Which is probably your first example of, you're watching one pay-per-view, buy this other yeah. one. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get tonight. Oh, and all reptiles are banned from ringside, but you know. All reptiles, which you, as we discussed before we came up with the recording, you kind of hoped that would have been a rule right from the you start. You think so, but then again, we were living in the area where like people would bring like actual birds to the ring, so you know. Well, yeah, but you'd kind of like rather, you know, and Cole could be where puts like Frankie on like a ring post somewhere. That's kind of harmless, you know. Yeah, I suppose. Although it would have been a slightly different story had like you know Randy Savage been pecked to death nearly by Frankie the parrot. Yes, it would have been. Pretty bad. So after what feels like an eternity, we cut back to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, and we actually get to our first match in the actual factual ring. Yay! Oh, this is a four and four Survivor Series match of the team. I think we should mention the dark match. Oh, sorry, Al. I forgot. Totally forgot. You always do. Al, go for it. Um, it is Chris Travis defeating Kato of the Orient Express. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now, now oh, that'll, that'll draw quite, me. Quite interested though. Like Chris Travis obviously becomes Tatanka. Yep. But in his yes. early promos, he's just referred to as Chris Travis. So yes. I don't know if they're ever going to change his name or, or what it was. But yeah, that's what it is. Does these like things in front of fire, speaking in Indian talk and stuff, and um, you know he uh, speaking in Indian. You know what I mean. He's going on about. He goes on about the the you know the the stars and the buffaloes and stuff you know that that sort of stuff. All oh, right, okay. I don't mean yeah. he's got an yeah, Indian accent. Adjacent I mean things, he's not, you know. Do you know like, like ordering a curry? <laughs> oh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean he's talking you know about Indian type things you know. Yeah. Um, ah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. ordering number four with fried rice, for example. <laughs> and originally he was um, he was going to be called War Eagle he's a match of War Eagle and then War the, Eagle the, yes. yep and, uh, and then for wow. some reason they decided on Tatanka instead I don't know I quite like War Eagle but there you go yeah, coming down. I, know, I was going to say War, War Eagle makes him sound like he should be a fighting character for like a month <laughs> he's new he sounds like from Tekken or Virtual Fighter <laughs> yeah it's like, you know you can imagine you know character select screen War Eagle <laughs> You know, the sort of stereotypical oh, Native American, you know, what T-Hawk <laughs> became in Super Street Fighter. You, you know, War Eagle. He sounds like a friend of He-Man. Oh, yeah. You'd buy an, you would buy an action figure of War yeah, Eagle. Yeah, totally. You totally would. Anyway, carry totally on. off track. So, 4 and 4 Survivor Series matched team of the Warlord, Ted DiBiase, the Mountie, and Ric Flair. 
versus the team of Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Virgil, Ric Flair, no, Bret Hart, Virgil, <laughs> and everyone's favourite crackhead, Davy Boy Smith. Well, it's it's Jubilee it's, Day, so we should talk about Messi. Well, we're about to. As, as we're recording, I <laughs> said it, it is June the 3rd. God save the Queen, I hope she dies in a fire. Anyway. Oof. What? There'll be a treason for the podcast there. Uh, is it winning? Is it going to be any worse than anything else we've said ever? No problem. So, no, no, there no. You go. so one thing I noticed straight away: why why is there no team names this year in '91? We didn't have any like funny team names. So so a little a little Survivor Series history. It features the first single singles right. match ever to be on the Survivor Series main card. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say that this is the first one to feature a non yeah, uh, on the main card. So that's what you got. However. The original Survivor Series is in 87 88 didn't have the names um, sort of thing. But then in 89 and 90, that's when they ran with the names, you know, the mm-hmm. the, um, the the Warriors, the Mini Dollar Team, uh, Rowdies, Roddies, whatever it was. But anyway, so that, that's this one that didn't do the team names. And they kind of brought them back a little bit in 93. Because not mm. every team had a name, but in '94 they went with them again, and I think in '94 again, not every match in '95 to be fair, but some they kind of sporadically did it. Is, is, is they went out, but yes, this is the first one uh, for a few years not to have the the big teams in. It doesn't feel a bigger deal. I don't know if the Survivor Series thing was just wearing a bit thin with the four on four or five yeah. on five, whatever they wanted to do. <laughs> it's this one is weird for me because it doesn't really feel like those that much on the line but i think that's just down to the fact that during this period they are kind of going through a bit of a transition you know and they've got some new people they're trying to establish some new people and you've also got sort of the old guard from the 80s still around so it's it's in quite a weird space this particular one um one one highlight before we even get to the the match itself is when rick flair comes out the fantastic a minus censorship of what was meant to be the NW World Heavyweight Championship belt, but as we all know, that's actually a tag team belt he's using. But they still wanted to put over the fact that oh my god, we've got this forbidden belt that we can't show on TV. So here's some badly doctored footage. Yeah, I think they weren't actually taking the risk, were they? Just in case it wasn't the actual NWA well, title, because they did genuinely think they might. I have suspect the NWA probably had a bit of existence. I think they did it first. I think the first times you saw Flay was had the proper belt. It was yes. later on they got a big cold feet and then yeah, oh, went for another one, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so much like a cold feet, mm. they actually got a legal note from the end of just going <laughs> going you know day that. <laughs> part of the best part of this build up to this match well is that Monsoon has to basically deny our knowledge of the NWA existence. <laughs> Because he's there kind of going, we don't know where he got that belt from. He says something along those yeah. lines, like he's not sure where Flair got that belt from or what organization he represents. <laughs> I haven't got a clue where you got it from. Yeah, well, I just thought that was there. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, Jesus. Heenan doesn't take too long to say that this is the greatest Survivor Series he's ever seen. I think it's about like two minutes into this Heenan's match. already drunk, so, yeah. I think so, probably. Yeah. Um, well, what, 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 what I will note just before we get on it is what is quite unusual about the Survivor Series, which does hurt the show a bit, is that don't spread the big feuds out. 
literally yeah. this match consists of the four biggest feuds outside of title matches. You know, that that, 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 that there is at the minute. Usually you would have, you know, like in past Survivor Series, for instance, as I'm trying to think of a little, uh, hang on, let me just have a, uh, just search my brain a second for kind of a, um, yeah, here we go. In Survivor Series 90, you had Rick Martel's team against uh, Jake Roberts' team, the Vipers yeah, exactly. against the Visionaries. And that was the big feud was Jake versus Martel was the big selling point. You had yep. the secondary feud of Power and Glory against um, the Rockers. And then randomly you just had Jimmy Snooker in the wall order. I don't think fit in the match either way, but they were just there. But for this one, yeah, but for this one, you've got like all the main feuds, all the top baby faces on one side and all the top heels at the moment near enough on the other side. And it's just quite a strange way to put all your rest which we see the quality of some other Survivor Series matches later on that we don't, don't yeah. quite match it you know you would have spread them out a little yeah. bit quality is being kind but we'll, we'll get there but yeah this is really your sort of marquee match at the top of the card I don't quite know why but everyone's there Flair is I don't know the reaction to Flair he, he got a good reaction but I still feel that there are a lot of people who maybe not so much didn't know who he was but didn't really get him if that makes sense yeah, 100%. Yeah, the, the rumble, that's what they needed. They needed something like the rumble to build them, yeah. Because yeah. I think, like like Cameron's alluded to this before, when we did the invasion, you've just had WCW's rubbish and rubbish, so why should their top guy be any good? You know, exactly. um, an inferior company. You're either basically told that the WCW doesn't exist or that they are inferior. so why would you care if anyone comes over? Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. really weird. Uh, so early in the match, uh, Piper crotches DiBiase and then proceeds to sexually assault uh, Sensational Sherry. So that was a nice look. It hasn't aged. It's not aged well, yes. No. <laughs> I have a note on here that um, uh, Monsoon cracks a really homophobic yes. joke about the Mountie liking weather yes, as a result of his prison, his <laughs> night in prison after <laughs> SummerSlam. <laughs> sure who he is is he he's the mountain yeah when he went to the slammer he found out who he was understand came out of there with a liking for living too i don't know a thing about that but maybe you did he was only in about a half hour the, the screws in new york realized they made a mistake and let him go I'm sorry, I still, I still find that hilarious. That's all. <laughs> you would. Oh come on! It was like at the time I watched it, not quite at the time, but maybe a year or two after yeah. it happened. I, it's it's and, one of those jokes that it, it just doesn't age well. But at the time, you could see why it was sort of yeah. More yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, Monson's just great anyway because Monson's delivery is just for for all the fact he was a gigantic asshole when he was on the mic he knew what he was doing yeah oh, what do you mean so, a gigantic asshole uh, monsoon out the ring would be a bit of a I've not, heard one, I've not heard one bad word jim Cornette really? loves monsoon i've not heard one bad word against gorilla monsoon well if you're using jim Cornette as your sounding board then you're not going to hear much are you well yeah Cornette loves him so who who hates him then who's who's got things against him I think, I think it's more sort of like back in the day some people just didn't get along with him very well maybe, I think it was maybe his wrestling career rather than when he was a commentator but no yeah. oh yeah well no, no, I mean sorry 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should explain that better yeah when he was in the ring he was an asshole outside of it yeah when he was doing commentary no, not so much but I think it was more of his in-ring career made him a lot of enemies but that's 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 mm. by the by so I think does um, Ric Flair eliminate Davey Boy first? 
Well, I believe that. Um, now, uh, bear in mind, I've done all the research for this, as you know, so I'm going off my memory. Um, I believe Davy Boy <laughs> hit Davy Boy hits a power slam, possibly yep. on. Um, is it the Warlord? Possibly, and then Flair the comes off. Mountie, Flair comes off the top and nails yep. Davy Boy in the back, and then they yep, sort of do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Flair pins Bulldog. Um, then he end up with Flair versus. Virgil. Um, <laughs> yes. It is worth saying this then, Virgil is at the peak of his career at this moment in time. He is, he is, is small well peak. up the totem pole. Yeah, well up the totem pole. This year was his. Virgil's year was 1991. It, it yeah. fell apart pretty quickly, but 91 was <laughs> yes. Virgil's year. Yeah. yeah. 1991, my God, that was the, the year of Virgil. <laughs> that was the year. Yeah, the one year. <laughs> Although, to be fair, we have to kind of give our um, best wishes to Virgil at the minute as he's uh, been diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Oh, yes, yes. No, no one, no, no. And I always quite liked Virgin. Yeah, yeah, no, that's terrible. Early yeah. signs of dementia as well, apparently, of both oh. at once, which is a bit of a double whammy for the guy. That's not so good. But, um, so, yeah, the, the conquistable wish, Virgil. Yes, yeah, I think Virgil put um, so much into this feud. He did. He put so much effort into this feud with DiBiase. It was so good, but sadly... After that, where do you go? There was nowhere for him to go. Well, that's uh, it. No one really. really to play off of. Next elevation, I believe the Warlord. I wrote down Wardlow. That was good. Well done, Yoon. Uh Well done. Well, they pretty much did the the finish the heels did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Piper pins Warlord in pretty much exactly the same breath, way. Breath Bulldog. comes off the top this time on the middle rope, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it was. Flair then fucks up his own flip spot <laughs> in the does. corner, which lands on his floor. Yeah, I'm sure that felt great. And then I've got here, have we run out of time? Yeah, um, so basically what happens was everyone gets to the ring and the referee just goes, do you know what, fuck this, I'm throwing it out. And well, we no, get Flair, Flair, Flair gets thrown out first. Flair gets thrown outside okay. the ring. And then everyone starts brawling. And then in a pure yep. dick move, the referee decides to disqualify every single man in the ring, Except but not Rick Ric Flair. Flair, who was outside the ring. Yeah. So by disqualification, yeah. Ric Flair is the sole survivor. He's the sole survivor. It's just like... I, it's, it's down as one of my... It's in, in my worst finishes. My top oh. four... Here we go. Top four, I can think of off the top of my head, Survivor Series finishes. Are you ready for this? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
and all five members were counted out at once. Uh, yes. Razor Ramon, the sole survivor. What a terrible, stupid finish that was. Are we going on the assumption that you can't get counted out if you're not the legal well, captain? Well, I count with all five. Yeah, it's usually, yeah, I know, but it's usually the thing, isn't it? You can't get counted out if you're not the legal guy. And here we go with the worst Survivor finish ever. It had the, um, I mean, the match itself contained the fake diesel and the fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> And I don't know if you remember this, from 1996, uh, I don't think we've covered it yet, but from 1996, we're yeah. left with three aside, and the referee just disqualifies everybody, so nobody survives. Oh, jeez. Yep, no, not no, one no. survivor in that match, he just disqualifies everyone. The six-way DQ is something straight out of WWE <laughs> 2022 booking. Pretty <laughs> much. Now I don't think I've missed the, the maybe some worse ones in there. I'm not counting. I'm not counting the time Bam Bam Bigelow got pinned by men on the mission the bushwhackers. No, that was a. No, I was going to say. I thought, I thought a slipping on the banana peel <laughs> no, was coming. I love that. I love that. Anyway, right, moving on. on. We're back to Mean Gene, who is interviewing the great reinstated Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Who basically spoke about how when the snake was biting him, he got delirious and hallucinating, but he could hear Elizabeth crying, and that hurt him more than anything else that Jake Roberts could do to him. I couldn't see, and I couldn't hear, but... The one thing that I could see and the one thing that I could hear was Elizabeth crying. And that hurt me worse than anything that Jake the Snake Roberts could ever do to me. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably from behind the cupboard door. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, that's what he used to do, isn't it? That was the rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the dressing, yeah, yeah. He used to lock the dressing room to keep her in because he was so worried that she would be floating on with some other fella, <sighs> floating on, which is what made the whole Hulk Hogan and him thing and jealousy over Elizabeth kind of like, kind of partly. Yeah, weird. it's kind of weird. So, anyway, can I can I say my my favorite bit of this? Yes, promo? you can. Because I, right, I I just extrapolate the data from this because it, Mean Gene says that ninety seven percent of people on the phone lines voted to reinstate Savage, right. which does mean that three percent of people were like fuck. <laughs> well, that was, that was probably Jake Roberts was one of them, wasn't it? Nah, the ultimate warrior it was like I retired him. What's the point of having a match if he's allowed to come back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very <pretty> much. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, God. Uh, Elizabeth, once again, sounds completely dull, well, so why let her speak? Well, yeah, I mean, she escaped the cupboard, so I suppose if she got out of the cupboard, she may as well have a few words in. Yeah. The end of and the- do that stupid thing of asking her, who do you think is going to win? It's like, well... well who do you think? Uh-huh. I mean, it's... I don't know. It's either you say her man, or it's the basement for her tonight, so <laughs> she obviously... Actual. Pretty much, yeah. And they ended it with a yeah. horrific, oh yeah. So this segment, again, felt like something out of Raw. Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, again, it's just to sell the next pay-per-view. That's what damages really this Survivor Series, is just to sell the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on to... Uh, <laughs> uh, spoilers, I hated this next match. <laughs> well, I like this next match. Um, okay. 
Is this the one where Heenan says, boy, did Sarge ever turn around? <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I, I, just want to say, I just thought this was so quick. It didn't, it didn't have to be offensive because it was so quick. Right, okay, run around the teams and I've got some facts for you after that. It's another four and four Survivor Series elimination match. It's a team of Colonel Mustafa, the Berserker, Skinner, and Hercules versus the team of Sergeant Slaughter, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Texas Tornado, and Tito Santana. El Matador. Yes. Despite being Mexican. Vince doesn't know that clearly. Don't correct him. Yeah, but it, it's shite when people associate Spanish things with Mexico. <laughs> Al, of all people, knows this. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> all right, so Al, you had some facts for us. Well, yeah. Um, first of all, this this match was, was kind of it was set up in one way, but uh, where do I go for first? We'll go through the heels team first. The heels team contained the wrestler called Big Bully Busick, if anyone's familiar with him. Yes. Um, he had like a cigar and a hat, and I think Halfie Rupperman was with him for for a little time. He didn't last very long, but he was originally uh, for the for the team, and I think he was replaced by Hercules. However. The, um, the people, I don't know if it was a plan or a mistake, but the video that was released in America, not England, had the Barbarian's name on the cover uh, instead of Hercules. So I don't know if the Barbarian was ever supposed to be in the match or whether the video company just got the wrong information. But if you've got the American video cassette, it says, you'll be so disappointed. Imagine being a Barbarian fan and buying that video tape. Oof, yeah, you know, kind of going, oh, yeah. And finding out he's been substituted with Hercules. Oh, That's like, I don't even know what to compare that to, but this... As Al said, this match was much. Oh, I haven't finished my first facts oh, there. That was just the heel team facts. On first team facts, yeah, yeah. First team facts was uh, uh, Ricky the Dragon was supposed to be on the uh, first team, um, oh, but okay. he, he did not okay. have a very good comeback, did he? In that he won the mid and wear the thing and breathe the oh. fire and stuff. And I don't know how how happy he was, but the story goes he was fired for refusing to do a stretcher job in a house show or TV taping. Um, against the Undertaker of all people. Why would you? Um, right, that's a weird one. His his reasoning behind it, which I don't know, but his reasoning was they then wanted him to go back out later on and have another match. And he says, I can't do it because if I do the stretcher job, it's silly me going out later yeah. on. So that's why he said, yeah, totally. that's inside the story of why he refused to do it. However, I didn't look this up. I don't know if it was before or after this incident, but they had him jobbing the Skinner on house shows. You know, oh that's, you, know, you know, so that's either a punishment for doing it or you was already on the pretty downturn and it was just like, well, you've got nothing for me if I'm, you know, jobbing the Skinner and house shows. As we know, once he goes back to WCW in 992 to 93, he's having absolute fucking barnstormers with Rick Rude. Yeah, well, for, for all you know, them house show matches with Skinner might have been barnstormers. Well, yeah, oh yeah, well, totally, yeah, yeah. That's why Skinner was so high up the card. Um, anyway, the other story that was a storyline thing, uh, Jim Nidard was supposed to be on the Heat of Face team. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and um, they did it as story, this is more of a storyline thing because um, they did a bit where Ric Flair, I think the Beverly Brothers beat them up and then Ric Flair puts them in the figure four. Uh, and I think it, down the line it was supposed to lead to a Beverly Brothers high energy feud. You know, he would get Owen Hart into his tag team partner. I'm not sure we got that far, but um, with Nightheart being injured, of course, the the good guy team was desperate for a person, and then they could come, and Sergeant Slaughter, who just turned 
uh, face after begging for his country back after the whole uh, Iraqi angle had fizzled out at SummerSlam. That was kind of bringing him into the team was Sarge's face turned. Teaming up with Duggan was him coming back to the you know the the nice USA side to beat the evil foreigners. Um, oh, course, uh, yeah. So so that's why so so Sarge was also a substitute, but that was more of a storyline um, purposes to to get him back on the first team. Is that all the facts? That's, <laughs> that that's it? it for now. That's it? Okay, right. That's it for all now. Right. Uh, one of my notes here is O versus Husk. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> which H is more powerful? That is one of my notes. Yeah, exactly. Which, which Skyrim-style war cry dragon shout is more powerful? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got here Slaughter versus Mustafa last seven seconds. Yes. Um, doesn't he, Slaughter looks doesn't he pin him with a devastating clothesline? Yes, I think does. so. Yeah, Slaughter looks like the strongest of everyone here, which is obviously this whole match is an effort to rehabilitate. Well, he's, he's a former, he's a former champion, you know. He's got to look strong. Just, con- just well, true, yeah. when you consider Hercules is in the match, but then again, he is eliminated through the dreaded roll-up of Doom. He is. Uh, Slaughter rolls up Skinner for a three yep. Oh no, Skinner was uh, going to have a barnstormer. <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> Hacksaw does a th- the three point stance on Berserker for three, and all four of the faces oh, survive. That's it. Ding, it ding, is, ding, but you missed Turkey that he's getting eliminated with a flying forearm from Tito. Yes. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got the uh, Tito eliminates Herc with a foot forearm. I've got that. Yeah, yeah, but yes, so. you're right at the end. Uh, now, now, what I liked is Gorilla Monsoon on commentary pretty much says the heel team's crap. He pretty much yeah. says this team's never going to eliminate anybody. I mean, <laughs> it's he was only right, a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. I mean, we're um, awful. Yeah. Moving yes, on, moving on. Um, we well, then I cut thought to... the match was. I thought the match was so quick; it was good. And don't forget the little celebration at the end when they're, they're going back to the dressing room. All four faces is like good to have you back, Sarge. Was that on the network? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't remember, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, there's it might be for the video, but there's a bit where you see all four uh, faces literally in the backstage area because you don't see that very often back then. And they no. were like, it's good to have you back on the side of a good old no, US. This is so. not on the network oh, version. Okay. This, this is that must have been a, a, cut from must that. Have been a Coliseum video exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been one of them Coliseum home video exclusives. There you go. Was Lord Alfred Hayes conducting the interview? <laughs> because he's the only one about, and he's the only one that probably has the power of speech by that point in the evening, so... Probably, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even that. Um, um, are we getting into our main event next, despite there being mm, only the third match on the card? No, we're actually... We're no, actually, we've got Jake Roberts oh, next. Oh, it's Jake Roberts doing his promo with a great knitted jumper. <laughs> yes. That'll be the one. Yes. That'll be the one. It's November. It's like, what, November? It's November. It's cold. Yeah. Yes. Apparently so. <laughs> I... Jake was, you know, he's a snake. <laughs> yep, Jake was brilliant. He was probably out of his face and something, but he was, probably. he was great. I mean, this was Whoa. literally just, this was literally just a promo for the match on Tuesday against Randy Savage. But I love the part where essentially where Gene is. told uh, Jake, I can't remember exactly, but it says Gene said that you know you're a sick man, and Jake Roberts says, "You are a sick man, Jake Roberts." Thank you very much. Yeah, you got Gene doing a lot of his usual pearl clutching. You shouldn't be in the WWF anymore. And as, as so in closing, Robert says 
He's always been the snake you should be worried about. And if only if Heroes of Wrestling heard that promo, they would know exactly what was going to happen. They would know exactly what was going to happen. We then have more promos for this Tuesday in Texas. And the, the, the commentators make a point of pointing out that this show will be your pay-per-view. So yes, you are going to have to plump down some more cash if you want to I watch. Did, I did get that here. I did get Gorilla Monsoon get, gives the shocking news that Tuesday in Texas will actually be a pay-per-view, yep. which you can buy for actual money. Which no one did. <laughs> Phone up now. Yes, phone your cable provider <laughs> now. If, if, the, if the told you Skinner was getting an IC title shot, that would have sold the show. Oh, yeah, it would have. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Skinner will be wrestling <laughs> for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Yep, Skinner versus Whalen Mercer. Um, book that right now. Right now. <laughs> Battle of the shirts. Anyway, um, Flair and Hogan in the funeral parlor yes. next, um, which I didn't. I, I remember watching this, but I did not remember how good a shot Taker gets with that urn oh, on the back of Hogan's neck. Oh, it's an absolute beaut. Oh, it's a perla. <laughs> it's a proper it's, one. Uh, and, uh, I, I actually, is this a bit also that Taker's allergic to crosses? Yes. Yeah, because he tries to like pick up Hogan's little pendant, doesn't he? And then he kind of goes, goes yeah, away from it like that. I vaguely remember watching this. I don't know if I saw it at the time or if it's just been when I was watching Wrestling Challenge when it was on back in the... I think this was on Wrestling Challenge, was it not, this particular? I I have a memory of watching this. I think we went somewhere post-Christmas for like a family city break. Mm. And I... In fact, I think it's going to be... It was maybe Guruk, of all places. Sunny Guruk. Um, Sunny Guruk. And um, in the hotel, I remember watching this because the hotel had Sky. Ah. And they had Sky One, and I was watching Wrestling Challenge at like eight o'clock at night on Saturday, yeah. uh, right before American Gladiators. <laughs> and whatever the medieval version of American Gladiators was, there was like a medieval castle themed oh. one as well. They had that on Sky One. What the fuck was that? Was that like Knights and Oh something? You've just unlocked the memory because I thought you were going to talk about Ice Warriors there, but that's that was something. That's else. the one I remember. Wow. I remember Ice Warriors. Yeah. Hang on. There was like a, there was like the same thing as Gladiators, okay. but it was on in America. But it was all like done as like medieval jousting right. and like in armor, and it was like in a <laughs> castle like set. Knights and Warriors. It was on that as well. What was Knights that? and Warriors was the name of the show. Knights and Warriors. That was medieval themed show pitting knights, the show's contestants, against warriors. Think American gladiators dressed in black leather spandex, each adopting a cartoonish evil persona. In physical games yes. of skill in the Warrior Dome. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. There was something a little bit clubs in Soho about it. All right. But, um, you know. Stop there. Is there wonder if YouTube's got any it's video of it? Google my one. God, that's a meme. Oh, it, it must do. It must do. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I remember a full episode watching on YouTube. This, this segment was on Wrestling Challenge. Um, and and I, this is why I remember seeing this beforehand. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've just found, I'll put this in the chat, but yeah, I'm going to have to watch that later. My God, that's a, me- that's a memory and a half. That was back when TV wasn't just awful. Well, it was still it was, awful, but in the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, it was awful, but in a way you could actually watch it without yeah, getting like, a brain hemorrhage. Well, yeah, so true. anyway, this sets up our main event mm. in the middle of the evening. Uh, it's for the dub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird one. So it's Hulk Hogan defending against The Undertaker. And of course, Hogan got an absolutely thermonuclear reaction. And I thought Taker's reaction was interesting. Some booze, but also just some sort of like, I don't know what to do with this guy. I think people were starting to take note of him. He had a great build-up oh, yeah. um, over the oh, year. Yeah. And I think people like knew it was something different. 
Was this his one year anniversary of debuting? Yes, indeed, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was his night, he was the debut. So, in a way, so he's had a whole he's year. Had a whole year, and he's basically been untouchable for that entire year. Oh, on, on TV, on TV yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the Warrior had him. Oh, hang on. Here we go. I'm in fact. The Warrior had him at house shows, but somebody did beat him on television. Oh? Somebody beat him on television, but it wasn't broadcast in the States, so it doesn't really count. Oh, all right. Okay. Is it Skinner? No, it should have been. No, it was, It was. you'll probably guess I'll tell you this, but it was the main event of a television special from Barcelona. Oh, Tito Santana. He hit him with the urn three times or something, and then hit with a pile driver. Or was it the other way? Maybe it was a wow. maybe hit him with the urn and then hit him with the pile driver three times or something. But yes, okay. he got he got it. And the matches is it's out there now. You can watch it. So it might even be on the network now. Oh, cool. But yes, he uh, he didn't he beat him. Beat the Undertaker, first man to do so, and any sort of, of television camera. So that was quite interesting. Yeah. Mm, okay. okay. So this match started off with a lot of choking. Um, well, it does. It does start with Hulk Hogan's rubbish attempt at destroying a casket, <laughs> and then you get the classic, the classic monsoon. As they're staring each other down, you get the classic monsoon. Both men the same size. No, no, they're not. They're quite clearly not monsoon. Taker's a good three inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact they're sitting as far back as they are. I mean, they might look the same in perspective and all, but yeah, it's 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 no record. Nah, they can see they can see what's being broadcast. Sure. Well, you would like to think so. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Anyway, a lot of choking at the start. Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, Hogan hits a clothesline that puts Undertaker over the top to the floor, but Taker lands on his feet. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some steel steps involved. Uh, can we give um, Can we give some kudos to the Hogan cosplay guy in the front row on the hard <laughs> yes, camp? Yes, yes. Who is who is living every single moment? He's, 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 he's going to get very disappointed soon. I didn't know you'd been to Detroit. Huh? <laughs> There's something of. Um, do you think like Nails was watching this in his prison cell? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to say that Nails stole Taker's uh, move set or lack thereof? I'm just saying he maybe gained inspiration from a chokehold going on in this match. Fair enough. And the whole rolling his eyes in the back of his head thing. Uh, that's a point as well. So yeah. this this match was sort of there, but then eventually Taker hits a tombstone and Hogan just pops up and starts poking up and the crowd are going absolutely yeah. mental. And Hogan's doing all his regular stuff. But then an unusual person makes his appearance down the aisle all the nature boy in himself. the form of Ric Flair comes down and at this point no one quite understood why he was down here or understood what he was going to do however that was made very clear shortly after when after some shenanigans Ric Flair slides a chair into the ring to allow Hulk Hogan to be tombstone on it and Undertaker to get the one two three and just like that in about 12 minutes we had a new WWF champion in the form of the Undertaker didn't Hogan hit Flair first and all? Yes. Yeah, Hogan goes outside the ring to batter Flair. Yeah. Like, Flair's just kind of like you doing nothing, going hum de tum tum and then just walking across to the... You know, he's taking a stroll. That's all he's doing. Yeah. He's just stretching his legs after his match. Um, but no, no, Hogan has to be the guy, jump out the ring, through the ropes, batter yeah. Flair, and then just as a sort of comeback, you know, Hogan has to get back in the ring, and then as a comeback, Flair just 
accidentally trips and drops a cherry yeah. can at the rinks. And the poor bear got some shenanigans. I think it's a bit where he's choking Hogan at one point, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There is a bit where Bearer chokes Hogan right in front of the referee and nothing happens. And um, I'd just like to say, just before, uh, I know Cameron's paragraph's coming soon, but I'd just like to mm-hmm. say that I like the way Undertaker just literally carries the belt by one strap, like dragging it practically across the floor <laughs> when he goes, just like, when he goes uh, up the aisle. Yeah. It's like, me got belt, me go home now. <laughs> Yep. Should we do the um, yes. the passage from Hogan's book yes, now? So, ca- coming to the stage, Mr. Cameron Phillips is going to be reading a passage from Hulk Hogan's autobiography. Mr. Phillips, if you'd like to take the mic. time I wrestled Undertaker was at Survivor Series 1991. The match ended when Ric Flair, a newcomer who had been the champion of both the National Wrestling Alliance and World Championship Wrestling, slipped a chair into the ring. Undertaker hit me with a power driver on top of the chair and took away my title. It also screwed up my neck something fierce. It wasn't his fault. He took care of me and made sure my head didn't touch the mat. But the jolt of my neck being stretched like that sent me right to the hospital. I was in there for a couple of days. Everybody wanted to fuse the discs of my neck together, but I decided against it. It'd be years before I got all the feeling back in my arms. But six days later, I was wrestling Undertaker again in a special pay-per-view rematch called Tuesday in Texas, because Ric Flair's interference had made the title null and void. Well, actually, he actually tells the story correctly in there. Mm, he, he, he doesn't blame... Some people think he blames the fact that, the, you know, blaming Undertaker being careless and smacking his head against the chair. That's not his story. His story was his neck was really bad going into the match. He, you know, he, the tombstone just hurt his neck, just the actual motions of it. Not Nothing to do with touching the chair or his head getting spiked or anything, just the actual no, no. motions of, of the tombstone hurt him. But... Uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't think Undertaker's quite forgiven for that. If you listen to Undertaker's podcast, he does say that he respects Hogan for what he did, but he doesn't like the uh, he doesn't like this part of him. Would you like Mr. Mark Calloway's version given to ESPN in May 2020? Oh, I would. Go on, then. We go into the finish. Flair comes down, slides the chair down. I pick Hogan up, and when I tell you I had the brother secure, he was secure. Boom! I give him the tombstone. Soon as my knees hit, I hear, Ow, you got me, brother. I was 24, 25 years old, and I just crushed Hulk Hogan. That's what's going through my head. They gave me this opportunity, they gave me the chance to run with the ball, and I just hurt the golden goose. And I'm devastated, mortified. So I go backstage and ask, Where's Hulk at? Right? And he's laying in Vince's office floor. So I go in there and he's laid out on the floor. Ooh, and he's carrying on. And I'm going to check on him. But here come the paramedics and stuff. So me here and kayfabe, right? So I go behind a wall with Shane. Me and Shane are behind a wall. But then I hear, someone get my wife and kids on the phone. So you can only imagine, right? Shane's right there telling me, he's like, Mark, he goes. His head wasn't anywhere close to touching that mat. I'm like, no, man. I just couldn't get hit. <laughs> couldn't hear it, uh, hear it. I was like, no, man. I hurt him. And I couldn't put a thought together. I just thought I'd killed Hulk Hogan. There you go. That's Mark Calloway's version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, in yeah. May 2020. 
That's um, I've heard that version as well. Yes, it's uh, which which it is. It's a bit of both. But like you say, I don't, Hogan always says that it was the motion that did it, but he never blamed the Undertaker for it. It was just because his neck was in a bad condition. Although he might have sort of when Undertaker become popular, changed his story a bit once Undertaker, you know, became the the next big guy. Well, yeah, yeah. This this next little bit baffled me. So we get another interview with Jack Tunney, who mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna read what I wrote down here. So Jack Tunney states that quote, the referee's ruling is full, end quote. So albeit it's settled on the evening, what he's gonna do is basically do a rematch six days later. And well, when is it you win re- when's the when's the rematch? It's a it's a Tuesday in Texas, Al. I don't know if I you've don't heard think they this Tuesday. They Texas. don't mention it enough on the pay per view. I feel no, they, they really don't. I was very confused. No, they don't really. And more importantly, Jack Tunney will be at ringside to ensure a fair and just outcome. So, having just stated that the referee's ruling is final, he doesn't trust the referee and now has to be at ringside himself to make sure the correct decision is made. How fucking biased could you be? The end of 1991, you're going to get Jack Tunney at ringside to enforce law and order. <laughs> Three years later, you're going to get Chuck Norris. I think that's a slight upscale. Yes, I think so. I, it's just, uh, I don't know, just a pretty weird promo. And again, this sort of furthers my whole, this is literally just a pay-per-view promoting another pay-per-view. And I hate when, I hate when companies do that. I hate it. It's kind of one cardinal sin away from promoting something that's then on free tv the next night wcw <laughs> yeah like when they start banging on about it spending pay-per-view time banging on about all the stuff that's going to be on nitro yeah. the next night it's like you know, yeah you've paid money to now watch something that's free yep. tomorrow night still can't understand why they put goldberg fucking hogan on nitro that was one of the sh- i mean they made many stupid decisions but that was one I of the uh, they, yeah bischoff tries to like justify that in some weird roundabout kind of way he's i can't remember what it was he's basically they they needed it was something about what they were up against on tv that night it wasn't just raw apparently and they wanted to pop a rate it was like nba or something like that so they ended up going with and it was in the georgia dome so they knew it would look fantastic you know because that's where you know there were that's the kind of home turf Um, and that's what I did. But yeah, to give away that match on free TV was insane. But the counter argument to that is if your product is hot, people are going to watch. You shouldn't be worrying about your rating. The fact that Vince, um, Eric Bischoff felt so scared of getting a bad number, he did that, just shows how utterly insecure he was during that entire run. Yeah. So, pretty much. It's all about that. Exactly. But, um, so, anyway, that's WCW in, in the 90s. Um, is this the one with Mean Jeans with Roddy Piper? And Roddy Piper has that really weird yes. ding-ding promo. Yes. You're a real handy guy when someone's got his back turned. Ding-dong! Ding-dong! We're hearing the bell, Undertaker. Ding-dong! Flair, we're hearing the bell! Is it time for the greatest tag team yet? Yes, apparently. Uh, According yeah, to this podcast, yep, yep, yep. the greatest tag team known to mankind are coming up next in what is the yep. semi-main event of the show, believe it or not. Indeed, now, indeed. We have the- just oh. going to have a little, a few little, not really facts here, just a few little observations for you speaking. Okay. I- I'm never a fan of these type mm-hmm. of matches where it's two tag teams together because it's not, you know, where they do lots of tag teams where if you're out, your partner's out. It's no, it's just all four men for eliminations. Yeah. Um, 
However, I, I appreciate the story they're trying to tell in this match. You know what it is. But I do not understand why this match needs so long to do it. Yes, I would agree with you there. No. So <laughs> this is the team of the Rocker, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty and the Bushwhackers, Luke and Bush, versus Mr. Mullet Tooth, sorry, Mr. Mullet 1991 in the form of the Nasty Boys and the Beverly Brothers. So in the Conquistadors' opinions, is this the most mullets we've ever had in one team? Ooh, oh, um, it's a shame the Bushwhackers don't have mullets, but uh, yes. Yeah, this this is very. This, I think this is about a seventy five percent mullet yep, match because the entire heel side is mullet central. Yeah, and rockers are well, mullet central yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Very mullet. It's just, it's just yes. looking butch. I'm letting the side down here. Oh, where they'll make it up for the wrestling. <laughs> they will. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be well put together. Well, you know, we could, we could. Part of that was based on the fact that the Bushwhackers never feuded with each other. But I don't remember the Nasty Boys feuding with each other either. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Even WCW when Nobs went alone, I don't think so. Mm. Or the Beverly's. I don't remember the Beverly's ever wrestling each other. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they might again. WCW they might have done because there were different different gimmicks <laughs> then. But it does sound like something they would do. Yeah. Yeah. This this is too long. Well, I've got to say, I think it was the first elimination, but the first elimination was pretty good, in my opinion. That would be the elimination of Luke by Brian Nobbs, where basically they got the shit kicked out of them, but then Nobbs hits a pretty sloppy clothesline off of the middle rope, I think. In which case, that's not. it must be the second elimination, the good one. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So the second elimination was uh, Bo Beverly eliminating Butch, which basically was hits them both with clotheslines and a double team move, like a sort of the double Beverly bomb. They hit the Beverly, Beverly bomb. bomb. There we go. Oh, just thought it looked. Oh it looked, god, it looks terrible. Think, well, no, I think it looks great. I mean, it looks stiff as anything, but it looks. Well, just yeah. generally, generally, it looks awful. <laughs> it's it's effectively just plucking someone at midair and ramming their forehead. Yeah, I thought it's a, a fantastic uh, finisher. I thought it looks. Really, there's some. Have you seen like there's some like you know video clips of them actually like really fucking it oh, up? Oh yeah, and like piling someone's neck in. Yeah. You know, like, oh. The basis of doing an elevated pile driver at points when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not good. So at this point, both the booth trackers are gone. So it's basically the rockers in a two on four match. Essentially, yeah, and it's only really done to sort of like further drive the wedge between Marty and yes. Sean. And then I believe there's a black backslide coming up somewhere. Yes, there's a few backslides uh, yes. where Shawn Michaels eliminates Bo Beverly after a few backslides there, but then Brian Nobbs eliminates Shawn Michaels. In, in good, in, in, well, the commentator seemed to miss it, but I thought it was a nice little spot. Janetti scores for a slam. I think it's on Sags. And does he sags his feet, smack Michaels in the face accidentally, yes. and knobs rolls him up? I think I got the nasty boys the right way around. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a case of miscommunication, mistiming, whatever, and that was what leads to Michaels being eliminated. And then Michaels is all upset, and Jeanette, he's trying to calm him down. Yep. He doesn't want any of it. It's like, no, it's all your fault, Jeanette. You shouldn't have yeah, yeah, threw yeah. that nasty boy at me. Um, it has his yes. left. And then as a result, it's then three on one. And yep, although and I was, I really thought the Beverly was going to get eliminated, but no, no, that it was Janetti nope. uh, G- does a small package on Sags, I think it is, and then one of the, the other nasty boys reverses the small package, so Janetti gets pinned, and yep. that's your finish. It is in twenty three minutes, the longest twenty three minutes I've had in a while. <laughs> 
do you think this the end of this match was just to see how many people would cheer Marty as a baby? Yes, yeah, it was. Not that he's not not that he's a heel at the minute, but you know what I mean. As a standalone, it was probably baby a tester to see right. Yeah, so they obviously they obviously know they're going to break the rockers up, but they need to know, you know, is Marty going to be the guy to go against Sean first? Yeah. Which I think Whoa. that was the feud they wanted to have, but it kept getting postponed and messed around with because Marty kept getting fired. Yes. Well, well, you and you know when they break the rockers up, they break them up. On the barber shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, at. Come on, say it, say it, say it. Oh, w- w- would it be this this Tuesday in Texas? It would indeed. It would be this Tuesday <laughs> in Texas is when they do it. Is that on the actual Tuesday in Texas show? That is show? on the, the TV taping. Yes, the TV taping before the camera. Right, yeah. I was going to say, because yeah. it's not on the Tuesday no, in Texas. It's, it's, no, it's, it's basically done at the same yeah, taping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just a little note. Oh, well, okay. Blake Beverly survives. I, I, I can't cast my mind back. Maybe it's happened again where one half of a tag team survives. You know what I mean? It's like hmm. you know, it, it, all the other Survivor Series, yeah. if somebody's out, the partner's following them at one point. But that's I thought I thought to speed this up, they could have just had the rule where if you get pinned, yeah. your partner leaves as yeah. well. But somehow, would have sped things up somehow <laughs> Blake Beverly, Blake Beverly <laughs> might be the only single tag team guy to survive. We now move on to the weirdest music. <laughs> Like you know, ending of the show because not only well, it's like they couldn't even be arse putting a four on four well, again. No, they didn't because they, they gutted it basically. I have some facts. Oh, originally it was supposed to be Sid Justice. Oh lord! Oh my! Sid god. Justice was the face, and he got an elbow injury, and then they've replaced mm-hmm. him with Savage, and then they did the whole thing where you didn't get Savage or Jake. I mean, yep. to me, I think this, I, I've thought about this. I think they could have still put Jake on the on the heel team as a four on four, and had maybe Savage come in, you know, to get him counted out or distract him or something like that to add to the uh, match. But then I was like, how many faces? What 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 substitute would you put? You've already had Sid Justice, and then Macho Man's gone. So the question is, who's left uh, for a substitution that you could you could have? What has in left on the roster at this time you could have put yes. in this match as a face? Yes, I, I, of I, I think when I did it, I came up with one name. I don't know. Wow, we still run through all the main characters. I'm trying to remember who was there at the time. Uh, I think you maybe Owen. No, he's not. He's not come in yet. All right, Al. Who is it? No, I, know. I was going to say because he's at Rumble. Yeah, yeah he's too, not maybe. quite come in yet. No, the only name other than one. Sort of guy called Chris Walker, who's a big bodybuilder type, who never got over. Uh, you know, he's definitely Vince's type, but uh, he's kind of just like a plucky low card guy at the minute. I don't think he ever got beyond that. But the only right. other guy you've yeah. got is Greg the Hammer Valentine. Do you think fans would have accepted oh. that or not? Oh, I, th- I, don't know. I remember at the time thinking I would be. Yeah, I would have accepted. Yeah, would have been all right. Yeah, but instead they just decided to cull and go three on three, which I think. Yeah. It defeats the Survivor Series concept in a way where you've already watched three matches of four on four. Why? Why is this three on three? Yeah, it just seems to be like completely out of place. It's it's not good, and I think there's only actually one literal survivor of this match left living. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, I can't believe you're well, right here. Yeah. Both natural disasters oh, are right. gone. No, 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 Typhoon. No, yes. Typhoon. Is Typhoon still alive? I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure Typhoon's still alive, mind you. Fred Adelman. Oh, no, Fred Adelman. Yes, Adelman's, my yeah. Nope. 
You're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, IRS's career is dead, but he's still alive. <laughs> American Fred. Oh, harsh. True though. Fred Orman is. Obviously, Dusty Rhodes' brother-in-law. Yep, he's, he's Uncle uh, Fred, isn't he? He's Uncle Fred, the Cody Rhodes. Uncle, yeah. He's Uncle Fred, as Cody yeah. Rhodes calls him. Yeah, and of um, course, he he goes from still with us. He's still with us, but he goes from the natural disasters in 1991 to the infamous Shockmaster in 1993. Greatest, greatest, yeah, greatest debut ever. Yeah. The greatest debut. He's falling on his ass. <laughs> I love you, Davey boy. You don't care. That's the best bit of that entire segment for me. The bit was like he's falling on his ass. <laughs> well, like you think, even like in a facey move thing, what they could have done is just had the four heels against the three faces. Like you know, the faces going. We don't yeah, need yeah, anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake's done this skullduggerous thing of you know getting an advantage right from the start by eliminating one of his the opposite team. Yeah, I just think, I just didn't like the three on three thing, especially as a main event. I mean, you know where it was going because these you know, the, the winners are probably right up there as the top faces. But yeah, anyway, let's go through the matches. 15 minutes of uneventfulness as it is. Yeah, so it's the National Disasters and IRS versus the Legion of Doom and Big Boss Man. And for some reason, IRS decides he needs to tell the crowd that the Big Boss Man is a tax cheat and he's going to pay. That was nice of him. Allegedly so. I can basically read you my entire notes for this match in about 10 seconds. Go for it. Right. Boss man pinned after getting smashed with IRS's yep. case. Crowd chant for LOD as per. Yep. Nothing is at stake here. Yep. Typhoon smashed with briefcase and yep. pinned. IRS very scared of Earthquake. Yep. Earthquake checks on Typhoon, leaves with Typhoon. Count it yep. out. IRS actually holding on here. IRS walks down the aisle until Bossman walks through the curtain to go after him. IRS obviously says, fuck this, to taking the Doomsday device and leaves. <laughs> no, he gets clotheslined. He gets pinned with a clothesline. Yeah, he does. Get- oh, yeah, he gets pinned with a clothesline. But you're right, he yeah, still doesn't take the Doomsday device now. Uh, no, it, it's so obvious he's gone. <laughs> no, just a clothesline <laughs> is all I'm taking. No Whether it's apparently a lot of times it wasn't the fact they were scared to take the Doomsday device, it was because they knew that Hawk was fucking out of his head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's apparently, apparently Ted DiBiase said the same thing about SummerSlam 92, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why that doesn't end in a Doomsday device, is because apparently there was... It ends with a power slam, I believe. Yeah, apparently because Animal does a power slam instead to finish it, because apparently they had to change it on the fly, because they realised that Hawk was so plastered, <laughs> no. they were really worried about how he was going to handle it. DiBiase also tells a story of how it forced the match to go on first, because there were really would be no fit state to wrestle, you know, as the day went on. So yeah, I like, yeah, get it on and get it over with. Um, although he says it went on second, he's wrong. It went on first on the pay-per-view, third in the dark matches. So I'm not sure where he got second from. It's in that magazine, I think, yeah. um, that we were reading. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they were going yeah. from. But they still trust him to ride a Harley Davidson down uh, <laughs> Island Wembley. Yeah, that, that I know. question verily, but that's besides the point. Which they needed, which they needed to get special permission from... Um, the uh, council in Westminster, uh, not Westminster, Wembley. In, in Wembley, to do. I didn't know that. Oh. They did. Uh, they needed a. There was something about how they, to, enable, to enable them to drive on um, like the, the land illegally on a motorcycle. They needed to have um, registration and pass through. Um, West, uh, I keep going Westminster. Wembley did did that apply for the hearse as well? No, because it wasn't being driven by Undertaker, correct. was it? Oh, sorry, that is correct. I forgot about that. It wasn't. That was being driven by just a person with a drive with the it UK. Was <laughs> driven by DDP. That's it. Nah, yeah, yeah. He drove everyone's car. Yeah, that was his gimmick. It was D- DDP wrestling taxi. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Tremendous. You know, from out of nowhere, in comes the car. Yeah. And then we finish with a promo, don't we, just before we cut it short? Sure. We, sure, with a promo. we finish with a glorious promo. Yes. A wonderful promo. I'm not quite certain, Gorilla Monsoon. However, I must say I feel very uncomfortable. I don't know if wonderful is the way I describe it, but go on. I'm saying wonderful as in it cheered me right before oh, well, I got yeah. this one. Um, I'll just put it Me and Gene has found The Undertaker down in the basement. I love the way it's blatantly a basement, oh, yeah. but they've lit it to look like some kind of pit from hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of stuff because like, there's massive fire escape doors in the back wall. <laughs> it's like... Um, I was like, does Undertaker just convert the basement of each arena they're in into hell? Pit? Just takes the, just for his own. It design. just takes some lights and a few smoke machines on your set, and then it's the bit where they open the casket, but there's a camera oh in the God, casket, yeah. so you get a point of view shot. It's like going, you know, what is it? He says, Hulkamania, it died at Survivor Series. Now the only thing left is this Tuesday. The burial. You should you should know by now. Undertaker builds all these casts with cameras, and you should know. He does. That by now. You know, yeah, yeah, he does. So totally, you can yeah. slowly watch. I don't know, Granny, Granny Maureen decompose slowly over the course of a year. Wow, that thing Wow. So that's why he fits in with cameras. There you go. That's that's an interview. That probably extra. I'm just giving probably. it a cafe a reason of why Undertaker has cameras in his coffin. Cameras in Jesus Christ. So it's just what we mentioned before we move on to this Tuesday in Texas that obviously the WWE are gracing these shores again with Clash of the Castle. Have you seen the prices of the tickets? Uh, yes. Yeah. This ticket is 112 pounds. You'll have to live in the castle to uh, yes. go to it. Yes. Well, yes, yes, yeah. If you if you wanted if you wanted to do ringside oh. with the total um uh, like fan package, I think it was something like oh, three four grand. grand. I think four grand, yeah, four uh, grand. Who who geez. the fuck do they think is going to pay that? Even the hundred and twelve. Well, the thing is that people, I don't think tickets are selling as fast as they would them to. I don't think it's the instant sellout. No, no, it's off going because you haven't even got a match announced mm. yet. It's just this no. is a super this is a super show for Britain. Uh, which should be mm-hmm. SummerSlam 30 years on. Instead, we're getting some like nothing event, isn't it? It may as well just yeah, be, it should be we're basically fun. getting a rebellion. Well, I think it's more like Saudi showdown is what we're getting than anything. Ah, isn't that's it? true as well. Yeah, that's a um, point. Well, I think that I think I know people are talking about how it should have been Wembley, but I think the risk with Wembley is the fact that if it rains, you're fucked. Well, like, it could be SummerSlam. Yeah. The, likel- the likelihood of it raining is quite high. Why don't yeah, we just call it uh, whereas- Crown Jewels? That's what they should. Is it Jubilee? Just call it Crown Jewels. Eh? In Wales, well, don't have it in Wales and have it somewhere else. Aren't are you? Me- yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get away with that in oh, London, yeah. but not in fucking Wales. I would just call it WWE <laughs> fucking ripoff, but that's just me. Well, yeah, I know. I just, I, not- I, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see the excuses that start coming out when they realise they're not going to sell this out because they're not. We're moving it to Swansea. <laughs> I think. Um, I think Tyson Fury is going to be on the card. That's what I'm thinking. Probably. That's what they think when they're waiting. I think they're going to go. I think the rumor is if Tyson Fury says no or doesn't, isn't able to do it, they're going to go um, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Oh, we've oh, never seen that match before. before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, 
if um, if Tyson Fury says yes, then it'll be Tyson Fury versus Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns versus someone. Who wants who who wants to watch that though? Not it's really too much of a gimmick. Not not Roman. Not, yeah, it's too yeah. much of a gimmick match. It's, you know, it, it just sort of brings up the fact that how cold WWE in general is at the Dude. moment. And don't get me started the NXT. I'm having a seizure. Can someone just remind me who did Tyson Fury have his match against? It was Kane uh, Velasquez, was it not? No, he, he was. He was. What was it? Well, he fought Brock Lesnar, did he not? Uh, was it um, Strowman? It was Strowman, wasn't it? I don't. Hold on, hold on. I'll find out for you. Hold on. Yeah, it was against Braun uh, Strowman at Crown oh Jewel, God. October the thirty first, twenty nineteen. It's it's amazing. You see, I can remember some stupid facts from the fucking nineteen eighty eight Survivor Series. Asked me something that happened two years ago. No idea. No idea at all. Because yeah, where's Braun Strowman now doing fucking? Well, he was meant to be doing that show in Nottingham, it? but it got cancelled. Yeah, what, what's he in now? Him and EC3 started their own organization. Entertainment something. Oh, it's like was it uh, changed the narrative? Yeah, that got rearranged because they didn't sell any tickets. He was doing that show in Nottingham Oops. called Clash at the Forest. No, oh, Jesus dear. Christ. <laughs> anyway, back to Clash at the Tuesday. Yeah, to this, this I've got it down as Tuesday in Texas, but it's obviously this yeah, Tuesday I, I never, in Texas. I've never pronounced the this when it was growing up. It was always Tuesday no. in Texas. But yeah, the, this sounds very important when they said it. Is it this? Is, yeah, yeah, this. Not just any Tuesday. Yeah. This Tuesday in so. Texas. We're gonna go to um, we're gonna go to the longest Skinner match I think I've ever yeah, seen. Well, like that anyway, um, you, you know he's a work rate guy. He's something. He is a work rate guy. Yeah, Actually, apparently he was pretty good before the Skinner gimmick and other federations. He was quite a good worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can well believe it. But he's lumbered with this. Well, he, he, he beats alligators. What? 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 He never be a better gimmick than that. Well, yeah. There's some lassie who nearly absolutely dies of a fit when Brett hands her his yes, shades. Yes, I did note that as well. Um, she's she's quite happy with that occurrence. I mean, she's just got. A sweaty man's glasses, wouldn't you be happy? He's not that sweaty, he hasn't even started. Well, I'm gonna say there's a lot of oil in the hair. That's well, probably that's, we'll okay. We'll see oily then. So you've got a pair of slick glasses. Congratulations. Man. Yes. Oily Brett. So yes, it's Brett Hetman Hart and Skinner for the Intercontinental Championship to kick things off here at the Freeman Coliseum, I think it is. It, it, I have it here. Hold on. We are in San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. It is the December the 3rd, 1991, it's from the Freeman Coliseum oh, okay. in San Antonio, Close Texas, enough. with an attendance of 8,000 people. Uh, can I just ask a question? Mm-hmm. You can. What's Skinner done to get an IC title uh, shot? Not fail a drug test. He's dissected lizards. <laughs> right. I don't know. So this this was this was there? Yeah, it's kind of like, you never have any opinion that Brett's oh, going to lose this title. absolutely not. This is literally oh, just a shock. Not to Skinner sure. anyway. I was cheering Skinner on. I mean, I, I watched stuff. I saw the match about twenty times, but I still thought this time he would win. Right? Okay. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. No, sadly. He didn't. no, never changes that, does it? Really? Sadly, <laughs> but never mind. There's a lot of this where Skinner's Skinner's well in control for a lot of this match. Though. He is. There's a lot of control. The thing I love to watch the most is a mid to undercard guy controlling a top babyface for a long period of time. That really gets me going. Well, whatever. Thanks, you're crazy. <laughs> 
as as we've already as we've already spoiled, um, Brightheart does eventually defeat the mighty Skinner. He does, yes. Although Monsoon does call a Russian leg sweeper neck. Well, that's because Grill Monsoon's a fucking idiot sometimes, and it's the first match. He's already well, watching things, so we're in for a ride here. Well, we finished finished with the sharpshooter. We did finish with the sharpshooter. Yeah, that's about correct. fifteen minutes or something, is it? It's around yeah. there. It's a long ass match. It's it's a weird one, <laughs> but you know. But um, um, I'm going to give you a Skinner fact. Oh my god. This I can't wait. Uh, well, <laughs> this is a match that actually, I don't know if it's on the internet so it exists on the Coliseum too. I've read it, but I've not seen it. Skinner comes to the ring for his match against, I think it's Jim Neidard, I think. But anyway, it comes to his match with Jim Neidard, they're just about to go. And then somewhere in his head, he must have went, oh shit. He's forgot his little alligator claw. Right. So he literally just leaves nice. the ring and just saunters back to the locker room to get his little alligator call and then comes back. They could have edited this out the video here, but the truth happened. And then he just comes saunters back in again with his alligator claw to be in the corner. I mean, what do you think's the finish of the match might be? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> he gets disqualified by hitting him with the alligator claw. <laughs> 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 you know, I just come up with any other thing I get disqualified for. <laughs> Shit, I haven't got the alligator claw. Shit. Like having him hold a chokehold for longer than five seconds. DQ. Yeah. Right. Anyway, there you go. That's, 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 that's some Skinner facts for you later. We cut to a very, very, very prim proper Sean Mooney who is interviewing Jake Roberts. He is. He is. Jake is so good. I know it's stately obvious. I could hear that Jake could have played an excellent serial oh, killer. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. would have played a fantastic serial killer. Like a TV show or a film or something, he would have been superb. And I think it was a line of saying that, you know, seeing Elizabeth so scared made him feel really good. And it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh, kind of border on the sexual mm, there. Just a <laughs> bit. Uh, and apparently anything that he does out there is Jack Tunney's fault, which I didn't quite understand, but never mind. Well, yeah, it's it's one of them heel things, isn't it? That he believes that you know he's only doing what he was brought, you know, what, what he feels is necessary as far as his actions yeah. go. And it's being a sort of psychopath; it's not his fault, is it? No, it's someone else's. Always someone else's. Always else's fault. But we we cut from this always to a much happier scene with Gene Oakland interviewing Randy Savage and Robot X, otherwise known as Elizabeth. Yes, um, this is a very different promo because. Savage was in full savage mode. He'd probably just done three lines and was feeling good. I think he's had what they politely term as a lot of coffee, isn't it? <laughs> yes. That's always the thing they say with Savage, isn't it? Oh, he drank a lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. Through his nose. Yeah. Can you imagine like drinking a load of low coffee than having to wrestle a match? You'd be busting for a yep. piss. So after all this build, don't remember this has been building up over months and months. It was built up throughout the entire Survivor series. And the match goes six minutes. It is bizarrely short yeah for the big selling points yeah it's yeah this was one of the major major matches that they were plugging like hell to get people to buy this show and the people that plunked down because you know this is another pay-per-view so they've had to pay whatever the cost was and they were they were were rewarded with a six minute match yeah I wouldn't have been happy about that not really it is it is brilliant oh it's great it's really good I loved it, you know what I mean? But yeah, you, you, you're after a bit kind of like going, is that it? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is not so much the match, it's more what Jake does at the end. Yes. After, after the bell um, goes. 
was like the you know three D DTs and all this yeah, kind of 3D stuff. Yeah, three D DTs, and then he takes a shot at Elizabeth in a sort of another uncomfortable angle. Watching it in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's it's well, you know, there's a little bit kind of a uh, you know going to hit a woman going on, but instead he, he's quite happy just to DDT uh, Macho again in front yeah. of him. Uh, I did like. He brings out a bag, which is blatantly no snake. I did. I did like the line where he says, "You know, to save his ass, you better start begging." While he's just murdering Savage. Yep. And yeah, eventually Robert slaps Elizabeth in the face, and Monsoon at this point goes thermonuclear. Yeah, basically questioning everything about Jake Roberts and what's motivating him, and which is fine. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, that's 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 what you should be mm-hmm. doing. But yeah, a really far too short for what it actually is building up to. But How far are we away from the snake in the wedding present? That's past uh, SummerSlam. Is that past and gone? Yeah, yeah, SummerSlam. So when's the bit where Taker stops him using the chair then? That's after the rumble. Right, I always had it in my head that that was the same no, night. No, 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 The wedding it's, and the chair thing was the that, same night. That's what was that confusing. That sets up Undertaker, Jake, for WrestleMania. At WrestleMania 8, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. sets that up. We eventually cut backstage to Jake Robertson, Gene Oakland, and again, Gene Oakland is just amazing when it comes to interviews, and especially when he's got somebody like Jake Roberts, who they both play off each other so well. You know, Oakland's calling him a sicko... And Roberts is saying, you know, DDT and Savage felt fine and actually felt really good. And then obviously we get to the point where he, Gene brings up the fact that he did strike Elizabeth and he... What was the line he said? That was good. And then when I put my hand across her face, my man, it felt so good I should have to pay for that. Yeah, I would pay to do that. He's in full serial killer psychopath <laughs> mode here. He definitely is. He definitely is. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But good, really good. You know, you know good fucking heel stuff. Oh, yeah, you know? I mean, he was probably Jake was a fucking master at this. Jake was not like you know the archetypal thing of you know evil whispering and not shouting. Yeah, he's Jake Roberts. Yep, absolutely. And this is him at probably the absolute. It's a shame that obviously it's going to be less than a year until he walks, uh-huh. and then goes to WCW has a kind of like unhappy 68 months in WCW and then isn't really heard of again until 96. WWE, yeah, nice. In America anyway, yeah, yeah. There was I was listening to Jericho's podcast with Jake Roberts the other day and he was going on about the interviewing years in Mexico, mm. which is worth a listen, by the way. It's that really probably good. didn't help with many of his demons. Uh, no, he does admit he had ready access to the white marching powder, <laughs> um, so therefore that was not good. And does admit that one night the police raided the locker room and all the other wrestlers fucked off. But he, I think it was something like he was receiving a blowjob from a hooker, oh. so just completely like completely missed it and uh, nearly got done that way because the police were raiding the locker room whilst he was merrily like mm. in the back. Uh, so yeah, it fun, eh? It's, it's uh, all the fun down in Mexico. Yeah, all the fun down Mexico. Exactly. Way. So our next match is a match I just wrote down why the fuck is this match happening again <laughs> I will tell you why I will tell you go why. on now. why did the British Bulldog versus reason. the Warlord happen because we've had it at every other pay-per-view in 1991 so they didn't want this one <laughs> they didn't want this one to be left out tremendous yeah we had them both meeting in the Rumble we had yep. them both singles yep. at Wrestlemania 7 we then yep. had the Warlord yep. and Power of Glory versus the Texas Tornado Ricky Steamboat and the Bulldog We've already yep. talked about them both at Survivor Series. 
So why not have them both one last time, one on one at Tuesday in Texas? Because they're no good together. Well, I think they've learned the lesson because when Royal Rumble rolls around, one of them's number one and one of them's number thirty. It's like, nope, they're not getting in the ring again. We'll put one on one into the match and one at the other. Yeah, no yeah. chance of meeting. No chance at all. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so. I literally did not write anything about this particular match because it did absolutely nothing for me. Uh, yeah, Warlord and Bulldog again. This is a power game. The two strongest men in the WF, says Heenan. Bulldog top rope dropkick. Uh, Bulldog misses splash into the ropes, so like, you know, crotches himself on the ropes again. Uh, typical bear hug spot. Uh, I've got the full Nelson question mark. Mm. Don't know why I put that there. Well, it's um, that's Warlord's finisher, isn't it? And Davy Boy powers out of it. Yeah, yeah, but there's a big, there's a bit of debate about whether he, whether it's legal to lock or his lock hands his or not. Lock no, his no, it's like if he's applied it properly, it's like it's only applied properly if he locks it. If he if Davy breaks it before the fingers are locked, it doesn't count as him breaking the. the yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Then I've got delayed suplex by Bulldog, crucifix spoon for Bulldog, out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Match over. There you go. Done. Yep. Not great. Two big horse boys <laughs> battering each other, doing their usual running into each other's spot and shoulder charging, typical bear hug halfway through, blah, blah, it's blah. It's not a classic like the next one. No, but before we get there, we have an interview with a very, very, very angry Randy Savage. It ain't even started. You understand that? You understand that? I blame myself. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Get out of here. One of the better Macho Man promos of his career. Well, because he was probably like Compass Medicine and knew exactly what was going on. So that, that probably, probably yeah. I've got to be, a, a bleeding ranty Macho Man is good Macho yeah, Man. The snake degraded Elizabeth. He's punching himself and he's just spitting fire and he basically just wants to get Jake Robertson tear him limb from limb yeah because the whole reason is the, the probably the best part of this promo is the fact that he's blaming himself yeah he, he like for getting Elizabeth into the situation mm-hmm, that's it which is totally just like yeah fair mm-hmm. enough so uh, you can quite see why he'd be so angry and that's why he wants it. it's not like you know it's not that Jake's DDT'd him three times no and he wants revenge for that no he wants he wants revenge for what Elizabeth's gone through. Yeah, he, he accepts that as part of the match, but the minute he put his hands on Elizabeth, that was when he crossed the yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. So from that sense, it's cool. Yeah. We move on from this to... I think... Uh, we move on from this to Tito Santana and Virgil against the Million Dollar Man and the Repo Man. And the Repo Man. Repo Why? Man. Okay, Why? I'm, glad, I'm glad you asked. What happened was, of course, Virgil um, won the million dollar title at WrestleMania. No, he didn't at SummerSlam. And mm-hmm. Teddy Rossi paid the Repo Man to get it back from. So Repo Man beat, I don't know if he beat Virgil, just interfered in the match. I think he maybe just interfered in the match. And then DiBiossi, um is now the million dollar champion again. So him and him and Repo Man are best buddies. And then uh, Virgil needs a friend to go against them, I guess. I had to Google before the start of this match because I said Southern, Southern Monte Carasi not having the photographic memory of this period of time that Al has. I went, when did Strike Force wrestle Demolition? Uh, WrestleMania 4? Yeah, that's what I got. And I was like, kind of going, this is a bit of a come down for 50% of that match, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. You know? Oh, you're I was a bit like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's. That's not the best. I mean, this, I don't know if this was meant to be the buffer match, 
between the main event and now, but oh, it's the it's the very definition of this is this match. is literally the go for a piss, go to the concessions, maybe have a smoke and come back for the main event. Which in hindsight, you probably would have been better off just leaving the arena at this point. But you know, we'll get there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, this is so much of a buffer match. You might as well have had Michael Buffer at the start. I mean. <laughs> God. That would have been the only way it would be more of a buffer. Exactly. So Ted DiBiase and Reaperman win. I don't care any more to talk about this match. Yeah, I would like plenty of effort going into this. Is but... the finish feet on the ropes? Is that is that the finish? Uh, 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 <laughs> I've just got there Sherry lamps Tito with a shoe, but Ted still wins? That sounds uh, about right. I don't care enough to look it up, so... Okay, well, I'll look that up because... All right, I'll look it up. For completest value, I'll look it up. While I was doing that, we will discuss Hulk Hogan being interviewed by Gene Oakland. Hogan went through his usual shabazz, hit all the spots. I promised where the WWE title will be right back where it belongs, around his waist. Wonderful. There's an element of this that would have been a good promo if Hogan had been out for six months with this neck yeah, injury he goes on about. exactly. Not, not like six days. days. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this, this this makes it feel like, you know, this this all, you know, oh, you know, we're going to be the greatest day of Hulk. I mean, like, you've had six days. Six uh, days. Apparently, so. apparently um, a devastating knee to the back of Virgil uh, caused, oh, caused the pinfall. Oh, um, yeah. Are we not noticing that Hulk Hogan's added a commandment? <laughs> I forgot about that. They say your prayers. What is it? Say your eat, prayers. Eat your believe vitamins. Believe in yourself. Vitamin. Believe in ourselves. That's the one oh, he's added. That's the one he's added. Oh, right, right. Yeah, there's like four now. He says, hey, the four, you know, the four will come out of Hulkamania. Eat, you know, say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. Believe in ourselves. There's something else as well. There's four anyway, as you're supposed to use the three. And still believe in the four demandments of the training, the prayers, the vitamins, and believing in ourselves. Take a go straight to him. You, you don't see Tunney for the opening of this no, match. No, Tunney's obviously forgotten he was meant to be at ringside. And then, yeah, then he just kind of saunters down. I always thought Tunney was like, you know, basically like wound up and then shoved in a direction that's where he walks. That sounds oh, accurate to me. No, T- Tunney did a lot for wrestling. People don't realise. Well, yeah, but Tunney was successful because yeah. he was like the straight man to all the chaos going <laughs> on around him. ridiculous. Fucking... People. Yeah, it was like he was like he was like a straight. Had had Tunney been this kind of like outlandish character, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, you know, there's there's people but forgetting forgetting he's... his gator claws and people getting bitten by snakes. And... Yeah, so Tunney just sat there being a normal guy with a suit, just going, "Well, this is a bit nuts. This is what we're going to do. This is a legitimate sporting contest, don't you know? Um, I'm going to keep the law and the order." Then it works from that sense of view because of contrast. But you know, usually you'd be looking at it kind of going. What? <laughs> well, what is this? What's this dithery old man going to do exactly? Exactly, exactly. There's plenty in the opening of this match of Taker just getting back up after Hogan lamps him. Yeah, plenty of that. Oh yeah. And then what's we've got here? Taker uh, is stalking Hogan outside the ring. Um, interesting point in this part where Taker goes up on the rope, having got Hogan's arm, and then like crashes a club down on his shoulder. Yep. But it's, they don't have a name for it no. yet. So it's, it's, what we know now is old school. He's obviously, at this point, current school. <laughs> yes. And doesn't have a name. No, it's just it's just there. Yeah, but obviously he didn't, he didn't bust that one out of Survivor Series. Nope, nope. That was uh, nothing worthwhile. Was the claw supposed to be an Undertaker thing right at the start? I think so. He does use it quite a but few the, times. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the kind of Von Erich style face grip, isn't it? It's a shame Kerry Von Erich was using it as well. Yeah, a little bit, but that's maybe why they got rid of it. Possibly. But, you know, it, it doesn't seem to be the tombstone. It seems to be like the claw thing that he uses a lot of the time. But yeah, well, actually, this might tie in when I'm looking at the results here. You never guess who had a tryout match in 1991, not long before these events. I don't know why. Why you um, ooh, 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 I don't know. Carry on. Uh, he used the claw as his finisher. A little briefly, I think he had a few finishers, but he used it. Uh, are we too early for El Gigante? You are, um, you are very, very close. It's actually after Oof. him. It's, it's somebody else who comes a lot later than this. Uh, I have no idea. Um, how old's Great Carly in no, no. <laughs> But you're getting warm. <laughs> you're on the right lines. Uh... <laughs> nope, I have no idea. Oh, it's Kurgan. <laughs> Hey! Uh, who would have thought Kurgan had a match in 1991? I didn't know that. I've just, yeah. Well, here he is, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cajun Giants, one and them. My first exposure to Kurgan was unlocking him in WF Attitude on the PS1 <laughs> and wondering who the fuck he is. <laughs> With his tie dye shirt on. Yes, I was a bit like, who the fuck's this? <laughs> a fair question. Oh, fun times. Yeah, true. There's a long choke spot. Um, there's a moment where Undertaker just kind of trips. Yeah, he just sort of falls over. Um, yeah. Flair comes back down. Uh, chair shot to Flair. It all gets chaos. Tunney's down as well because he gets battered with a chair. Um, Flair's a chair. Hogan whips Taker into it. Um, Taker's battered with the urn. There's ashes everywhere. Taker's blinded, and then Hogan rolls him up. So once again, Hogan wins the title by two. He threw the ashes in his eyes, didn't he? Uh, it was, uh... He's, yeah, he blinds him with the ashes kind of thing, So and then wins it. But obviously, Tony would notice this. <laughs> really worth having them at ringside, I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he kept all the order, didn't he? He kept all the order. And then, obviously, this is this was what spirals on to the actual Rumble match in 1992 in January, of the winner taking the title. Yeah, because he said, you know, the finish was too screwy, so he stripped. Very controversially stripped Hulk Hogan of his title. He did, yep. That's it. But he won it by cheating. And he anyway. put it up for grabs in the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And, they, and still to this day, the best Rumble It doesn't Rumble have to be ever. called the greatest Royal Rumble because we all know the greatest Royal Rumble was terrible. But this is the greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was, it was. Well, you can't call it the greatest Royal Rumble beforehand and then expect us to believe it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's got to be actually decent. Well, it's going to be well, good. Well, my favourite well. bit was when Aki Bundo or whatever it was called came down. I can't remember his nail. What was his oh, nail? Right. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble is a professional wrestling pay per view. The WWF Network. Blah, 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 blah. Hold on. Oh no, we're getting there. When was when was it again? Number three was apparently uh, Sin. Oh god, April twenty seventh, twenty. Apparently, number three was Sin Cara. Oh, was he that big Japanese player? No, <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of Hiroki Sumi. That's him. What? No, he, he was, was, he was early on though. Wasn't by, uh, Mark Henry. Yes, I love the fact that he's down here as unbranded. <laughs> <laughs> he lasted 47 sec- 46 seconds and it didn't get any elimination shocking yeah, he, uh, yeah I mean if he wanted the designation I would just say fat but that's just me um, oh, Christ look at the names in this oh yeah it's a car wreck number four Curtis Axel who by the way today has re-signed with WWE as a producer oh, idiot. I didn't even realise he stopped wrestling oh, idiot. not as an active wrestler as a producer yeah Big E's there Carl Anderson's there Babatunde is there. 
Baba Tunde. Did Baba Tunde not become Car- um, Commander Aziz? <laughs> Commander Aziz, yeah. yeah. Fucking idiot. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ. Ty Dillinger, now obviously Sean Spears. Yep. Big cast. Oh, God, you get to the end. You get to the end, and every single person is eliminated by Braun Strowman. Yeah. Fucking hell, Chris Jericho was in yep. it. Yep. God love him. Oh, Shane McMahon was in it. Of course, of course he, was. he was. Of course he was. Braun Strowman gets 13 eliminations. Yep, he has the record now for Royal Rumble eliminations. No, this one didn't count. This one was an alternative universe. This one didn't count. <laughs> well, this, you, you can't, you can't count that shit. No, no, it doesn't count. I'm with, I'm with Al. Usually I'm not with Al when he says stuff doesn't count, but I'm with him <laughs> on this one. Doesn't count. Fair enough. Doesn't, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't happen. It never happened. So, we right. made it to the end. Anyway, we have made it to the end of two pay-per-views yes. of... Shows, albeit one of them was like four matches, five yeah. matches long. So we're just going to be putting Survivor Series on the list. So where are we thinking this is going to go? It's really a show based on like one one match. Match oh, really? Maybe two? the highest ranking Survivor Series at the moment is number fifteen with Survivor Series nineteen ninety five. It was worse than that. Yes, it was. Um. So let's see. Mm. Survivor, Survivor Series, Series 1990 at number 21. I, I thought this was worse than that. I, I always have a soft yeah. spot for 90. Is it worse than number yeah, 23, which is Survivor Series 1990? Sorry, 1988. I don't think it was as good as that either. I don't think so either. Again, it was I one match. That, that ten man tag. That ten man tag match is okay. awesome. Yep. We're falling down the list really quickly. The next WWF show would be... Uh, I'm not counting the WWE shows. I'm just looking for WWF specifically. Survivor Series 19... Okay. Oh, we've had that one already. 23. Let's see. Do, 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 do. We've got SummerSlam 99 at 26. I enjoyed my, my SummerSlam 99 yeah. way more than WrestleMania this. 4 at number 28. Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I might mm. put it above WrestleMania 4, though I do like WrestleMania 4. So, above WrestleMania 4 yeah. is the Great American Bash 1989. I was not privy to that one. I don't remember any matches from that one. Okay. We'll, just put it, we'll put it above uh, that one. There you go. Yeah, put it above that okay. one, because I don't remember any matches from Great American Bash 89 so, anymore. It's probably really good. But the order of the Conquistadors, Survivor Series 1991 slash this Tuesday in Texas are the 27th best show of all time. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, now Ewan, I'm just asking for a friend, but um, mm-hmm. how many Halloween Havocs have we done? I will find out for you, Alan. Hold on one second. We've done one. We've done one which was almost the wrong one because Phil's a fucking idiot and told us the wrong year. Phil got the wrong one. So we've only done um, WCW Halloween Havoc 1996, but it's funny you bring up that, Alan, because as fate would have it, you have the next pick. So I have a feeling I know where you might be going, but I don't know whether I did. I don't know whether I dare do this because I've just looked and it, it, it takes place at the Joe Lewis Arena. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. It's, four it's the time, four now, time. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Four wait time, minute. four time. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> do we do it? 
this was, if, you, if you go for this, this was the show, the other show I was gonna do if it wasn't this one. <laughs> Just don't know if we now I could I could go for Survivor Series '99, but we've already done the Survivor Series. Yes, we have. Oh yeah, my have. God, it's this show. <laughs> Now, I've got a choice, actually. I can go for one of the... Start your engines. I could go, go for one or the other. Um, hang on, you've, hang on. You've, you've got me excited now with the prospect oh, you know of no, the Joel Lewis Arena. I, I think, I think I've, I want to choose the different one, which you mightn't like. Okay. Go um, on. What, what are we choosing, Al? Go ahead. Hang on, I'm just reading the card for the second one because I dismissed it. Um, okay. Uh, is is car crashy as the second one is? I think I'm going for the first one, which will be Halloween Havoc '94. '94. Halloween Havoc '94. Now that took place at the Joel House Arena. Uh, <laughs> Rage Indicate. Oh God, <laughs> Mr. T's a special guest referee in the main event. Let's fucking yes, go. That, that did it for me. Having Mr. T in the main event did it for me. Vader, Vader versus the Guardian that? Angel. I think that's the boss man. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh my dears! Look, look, oh, Jim Duggan against Stone Cold. Wait, that's a dream match. A dream oh match. <laughs> this is going to be a train wreck, and I'm all for it. <laughs> oh my god! You got Hogan versus Flair in this cage and match. And you've got brother oh, versus brother of Dave god. Sullivan versus Kevin Sullivan. Yep. Oh man, that's gonna be this is gonna be the nasty boys versus Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck. Fuck, oh, 94 was not a good year. But look, I'm all for this. Wait a minute, I've just seen the result of the second match and I'm already petrified. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Are you telling me I have to sit through a Johnny B. Bad versus Honky Tonk (laughs) Man match? Oh god! This is going to be amazing. Which looks to, which looks to be the third longest match of the yep. night. Oh my god! Oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah, let's roll with it. It's going to be we, great. We we are now the official podcast of the Joel Lewis Arena. Is it? Just, yeah, we should get some is sponsorship. It is it? Is it changed its name or being knocked down? Um, I think we Google. I think we googled this last month. I will just check. Hold on a wee second. Yeah, it was demolished, demolished in twenty. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did this. It, we, we've been demolished like 2017. We've got the Little Caesars Arena. So it closed in 2017 and it was demolished by summer 2020. Well, yes. uh, I'm, I'm just, put, just putting this out there. I think we should do Royal Rumble 2009 after this one. 2009? Yeah. Is that also in the sure, Joe sure, Lewis sure Arena? <laughs> You know what? We're, we're unintentionally starring us. I'm just interested. Here. I'm just interested now. What what, what is in the Rumble two thousand? Rumble two. Oh Orton no! Wait a minute. I knew Orton won it. Yeah. yeah. It also has the fantastic match of uh, Molina versus Beth Phoenix. Ooh. Ooh. Edge versus Jeff Hardy. Oh lord. No, just, no, no, no. DQ for the title. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty cool. Uh, Swagger versus Matt Hardy. Dark match sounds amazing. Oh, Jimmy Wang Yang versus Paul Burchill. Is that Pirate Paul Burchill? Uh, yeah, it will be, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it will be 2009. I love the fact that that doesn't actually give a time oh my for that match to go. fucking God. Number 29 in the Rumble. Yeah, oh, I, know, I know exactly who that is. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Why is he attributed to Rob? I'll pop for it. Uh... <laughs> 
I mean, Vladimir Kozlov. Oh my Christ. Yep. So Jesus, Mike Knox. Yeah. It's Cody Rhodes. What happened to him? I don't know. He disappeared for some uh, Eliminated by Triple H. There's a shame. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, I think that was a successful podcast. I think it went very well. I am terrified and excited for the next show because this that main event is woof. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is totally going to be. Oh, Christ. Is Michael Buffer enjoying the ring announcements at this point? Very fucking probably. He got some... They they paid him some ridiculously stupid amount. Yeah, I bet they did. To do that. To pretend to... He added nothing to the... Well, yeah. Apart from just a sitting and go, let's get ready oh, to rumble. So not only is it a steel cage match, it's a steel cage career versus career match in the main event. Oh, well, that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Career versus career. Slayer in 94. Yep. Christ. And here we are, <laughs> nearly 30 years later, and they're selling tickets for his last match. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh my And Phil didn't Christ. want to know what we picked next. He wanted to find out in the edit. Well, Phil, Phil happy wanted to find out in the edit. <laughs> oh, what the hell? What's this? Are we seriously saying career versus career in 1994? Career versus those two in 1994? Last century? No. Oh, this is a bloody Joe Lewis Arena again. Oh, Jesus. I missed one show and this is. Oh my God. No. Ah, oh, um, no. Jesus Christ, no. That that banging of a desk, the head and desk, you can hear somewhere from Gloucester right now. Bro, just, is just be grateful no. there's no tournament involved. That's a point. It's true, I, I will, it's I will, true. I will accept this card quite happily because this has got comedy gold written all over it. It has got comedy gold, as most WCW does around about 94. <laughs> Please tell me that oh, it won't quite be the start of the Dungeon of Doom. I think we're actually on the road to the Dungeon of Doom at this point. I was going to say, that's a very 95 thing, isn't it? Dungeon of Doom, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, this, I think, is, I think it is, uh, this is October 94. The so Dungeon of Doom was kind of the thing he was doing before the NWA, uh, NWA, <laughs> NWO came around. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, because if you look at the 95 Halloween Havoc, holy shit. Randy Savage yeah, versus I look, I look at that one, but I, I preferred that one. Lex Luger versus Meng. Oh, no. Wow. Have we not done Havoc 95? No? No, we did 96. We did 96. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we did. Yeah, that's good one. I'm actually excited to watch Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero versus Disco Inferno. You're opening my oh my god! I don't know. Is it going to be a a, a time limit draw between Johnny B? Although you have got, um, I think it's a dark match. We have got Benoit and Malenko versus Regal and Robert Eaton. That would be what card you look? Wasn't on my. Was this ninety five? Uh, that's um, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. I didn't see that for this card. That's- uh oh yeah, Sabu versus Mr. Who's Mr. JL? Oh yeah, there you go. Hulk Hogan versus the Giant in a monster truck match. Yeah. And then the Giant's back again, literally fell off a roof. ten minutes. Literally ten <laughs> minutes later, unharmed. Oh, my so, God. hang on. One, that two, is three. just terrible. I'm just trying to find out how many shows took place at the Joe Lewis Arena. Because we, 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 we're, un- we're going to move on to Ring of Honor shows there, I know. 
Uh, oh, that's a point. I don't know. I mean, <sighs> not on the network. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, it's not on the network. Oh my god! Over Limit 2010. What the fuck was on that show? Yeah, I remember Randy Orton's on the cover of the DVD, but yeah. Oh man, the whole oh god, someone's made a spreadsheet of them. Oh my god, this leads to Fatal Four Way. Oh no. no. Oh, that was the one that Bret Hart had that terrible, terrible promo. Yes. The new concept in the Fatal Four Way. What four much? <laughs> uh, uh, what are we pay per views? Here we go. Oh, come on, stop fucking loading shit up. Uh, okay. 91 Survivor Series. 94 Halloween Havoc. 95 Halloween Havoc. 99 Survivor Series. 2002 Vengeance. We did that. that 2000, yeah. yeah. 2005 Survivor Series, the 2009 Royal Rumble. 2010 Over the Limit. 2015 Night of Champions. And then it goes on about all the TV shows it's done as yeah. well. It's done like Roy's War, SmackDown, Heat, Raw. Heat and Raw, 2002, <sighs> 2006. They got an episode of ECW in July 25th, 2006, oh, alongside SmackDown what, two nights what later. What that would have been. Ah, uh, wow. That's going to be amazing, isn't it? So It last held, well, obviously it got demolished, but its last event was March the 15th, 2017, which was a main event taping. Oh, wow. That's the very end. Wow. So you must love that. Look forward to that Absolutely. next month on the official podcast of the Joe Lewis Arena. Yeah, the official way we're after sponsorship now. If anyone in Detroit would like to sponsor us for whatever's replaced the Joe Lewis Arena, the, the Little Caesars um, Arena, no. I'd imagine it'll be hard on. Uh, I would imagine if we're going on ice hockey, it'll be where the Red Wings play. Correct. Won't it? There you go. Detroit Red there Wings. You go. Ice hockey. There you go. National is a member of the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference and are one of the original six teams of the league. Correct. Founded in 1926, the team was known as the Detroit Cougars until 1930. That has a whole concept of a meaning, doesn't it? The Detroit Cougars. <laughs> yep. It's just like a team full of older women. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what to do with that. Well, you know, that's what I think about, you know, Detroit Cougars. You think Cougars. about older women? All right, fair enough. Lots of, lots of middle-aged women single from Michigan. Um, I'm not touching that comment. Fair enough. Uh, the Dead Winger. I'm, I'm almost positive the news is playing already. Probably, probably, yeah, yeah. We're starting to talk about ice hockey yeah. now. So it's probably. Probably for the best of us here, guys. And tune in next month for. More about the Joel Lewis Arena, more a review of Knights and Warriors because I found a full episode on YouTube and you bet your ass I'm going to watch that. Did, yeah, it's in the chat. <laughs> I knew it existed. Totally knew it existed. Watch that. It's, it's like that and, thing um, early on when I didn't have Sky. Some of these shows I knew but could never watch. Yeah. Some of the tat they imported from America just to get people in Britain to watch. It's just incredible. Shite, but they worked. People watched it. Yeah. And exactly. people uploaded the YouTube exactly. for Christ knows what reason. I think there was a one of the lassies that was one of the warriors was a bit of a jet equivalent. Oh well, lord! Oh, they would want to try and make someone like Jet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think it, it, you know it, I don't think they would even. Know. I think it was before the British version of Gladiators. This is like ninety one, ninety two, and British Gladiators was only ninety four yeah. or something. Like that, wasn't it? And it was just like 
yeah, there was a definitely a, a, a lassie that was definitely an, an air of jet about her. So I just, I don't know why I remembered her. Uh, maybe for the best we don't delve into that memory too much. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I'd, I'd have been, I'd, I'd have been about. Exactly. Well, stop. No more. <laughs> okay, stop. Yeah, we'll just say our goodbyes <laughs> now. Enjoy us next month for whatever this show's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until then, take care. God bless all that jazz. Good night. night. Bye bye. There we go. Did you notice yes. that? He never said when he was He's coming, not back. coming back. So he could just like disappear all night. Yeah. Then. I don't think maybe upon hearing about cheesecake, <laughs> he's gone as well. Oh. oh no. Wait, he's back. Why have I got no headphones? I've usually got loads of bloody headphones.